The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. This is the Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock this evening. I mentioned the Sinn Fein motion uh, today um, to. Uh, call on the government to increase funding in the health uh, budget uh, for the health system for the HSE next year. Of course, famously, infamously now, uh, the government in budget 2024 decided with an ageing population and an increasing population not to increase that budget for the first time since the dark days of austerity. David Cullinan is Sinn Féin's health spokesperson uh, and party TD as well uh, from Watford. Uh, David, you're welcome to the show. Uh, so w- what exactly are you calling on the government to do? How much money are you looking for for the health system? Well, today we had the head of the HSE, Bernard Gloucester, and the head of the Department of Health, Robert Watt, in before the Oireachtas Health Committee. And they both conceded that the deficit in health next year that will be built into the service plan will be €1.3 billion. Euro. And Bernard Gloucester again acknowledged and reiterated what he said last week on RTE that the health service is inadequately funded to that tune uh, and that it is highly unusual to, for him to be asked to write a service plan, which in essence now is a work of fiction, uh, and for that service plan not to be properly funded. It is unprecedented. And that was a decision that was taken by government to very dramatically underfund the health service. And we're seeing the consequences of that now with a recruitment embargo on key frontline posts, including non-training junior doctors, healthcare assistance, home helps. Uh, we're picking up information from hospitals right across the state where tough decisions are being made to pull staff from elsewhere to deal with unfunded posts or agency staff that will now be cut. And this will have dire consequences for patients. There are 7,000 posts uh, that were approved but have now been scrapped. Uh, the Minister has been talking about 1,500 additional hospital beds, rapid bill beds. There is no new funding uh, for those beds. And both the head of the HSE and the head of the department acknowledge today that there is no new funding for any of the national clinical strategies and programmes, including cardiac care, cancer, stroke, It was only in in the last year that the new stroke strategy was put in place and yet it has absolutely no funding. So all of this will bite, it will have an impact on patients and we know that the shortfall is 1.3 billion. And and there'll be people listening though and they they grow frustrated at at a system that that, uh, sucks up more and more money and, and they don't see improved outcomes in return for it. And they might say... Listen, there might be kind of short term pain uh, here, but the, the health system, pardon the pun, needs to take its medicine and, and it needs to find efficiencies and it now has enough. 24 odd billion is enough. Well, I think the people who will take the medicine are the people who are on hospital trolleys in record numbers. The 130 people who were on trolleys in University Hospital Limerick yesterday. The 1 million people who were on health waiting lists. Those people who won't benefit from new drugs, including life-saving cancer drugs. I'm not indifferent to getting efficiencies in the healthcare service. And it's quite ironic for the government late in their term of government and after years and years of being in government between Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael to now start talking about the runaway train of outsourcing and agencies bending the healthcare service. I and my party colleagues have been pointing this out for years. So, of course, there are efficiencies that can be saved. But what I put to the head of the HSE today and and the head of the Department of Health, even if we were to achieve all of those savings at the top end, would that deal with the deficit for next year? And the answer is no, because the main driver of that is demand and health inflation. Yeah, so, so we that, have a growing population yeah. and an ageing population. We have to plan for that. We have to ensure we have adequate healthcare services. 
And I'll make this point. While, of course, if I was Minister for Health, if I had that opportunity, I would do everything possible to achieve efficiencies and get better value for money. I cannot and I would not cut frontline healthcare services because I think that would be wrong. I I think there's a point worth making. I mean, even with those measures that have been announced, kind of recruitment freezes and, and an attempt to rely less and less on agency staff, and a curtailment of services and the closure of wards in places. We're beginning to hear a uh, talk of that in, in, in some parts of the world as well. Uh, the closures of step-down facilities in, in kind of off-site orthopaedic uh, hospitals that will have knock-on effects in regional hospitals. Um, despite it, it, With all of that happening, we will still get to a point next year, won't we? Like we get to every single year where the HSE turns around to the Department of Health and says we're actually out of money now and we, we need effectively a bailout. And this is the madness of the decision by government because the health deficit for this year, for the end of 2023, is anticip- anticipated to be £1.5 billion. The government will have to write that cheque because services were not cut this year. There was some curtailment, as you know, of uh, some services and the recruitment embargo was put in place. But even with all of that, uh, the head of the HSE acknowledged today that the deficit will be somewhere between 1.4 and 1.5 billion for this year. So we'll have a revised estimate that will have to be paid for. And then the madness is that that same head of the HSE is now being asked to craft a national service plan, which has to set out what services the H- HSE are going to provide, the level of funding that's needed to fund all of those services, but then write into it that I don't have the money to fund the services. And that's the madness. So he has two choices. Run a significant deficit, which he said he will do, and write that in, which he called highly unusual, mm. or cut more. And there is no but guarantee. Kind of bizarre. So we, but there's we, no the guarantee the that there won't saying, be we're more gonna, We're going to run this deficit, and, and the government said, we're not going to give you this money, and the HSC saying, well, fine, we're going to keep providing the services, and we'll just run this deficit. And then the dogs in the street know that ultimately the government will bail us out next year. And And... Again, whatever people view about kind of waste or inefficiency in the HSE, it kind of begs the question, why are we going through all of this circus if the government know ultimately they're going to pay the money? And also all of the uncertainty, because there is no guarantee that we won't see more cuts, because there is the chance that more pressure will be put on the head of the HSE to achieve more savings in areas that will actually start to really bite harder. So already some of the measures which have been put in place will bite. If you put in place a recruitment embargo, and I put this directly to the civil servants that were before the Oireachtas Health Committee today, we have a really difficult job in recruiting staff into the healthcare Mm. services. Internationally, it is very difficult to get staff because of the lack of training uh, of healthcare professionals. We're we're heavily dependent on international staff coming to fund our health services. We lose, as we know, far too many of our graduates to the National Health Service in Britain, uh, to uh, Australia and to New Zealand. The very notion that we now have a recruitment embargo or recruitment freeze on key frontline positions, which wasn't even done during the darkest days of the Troika, sends out entirely the wrong message to all of those graduates. And that's what concerns me, that you described it as a circus. It's probably a good word to use. It is completely unnecessary. It was a deliberate decision by government to essentially pretend that uh, they're providing the services at the health, funding the health services need, but not all of it. And then, sure, we'll pay later at the end of next year if we need to. And and but yeah. it creates far too much uncertainty. But there are consequences because the head of the HSE has the responsibility, as best he can, to have a balanced budget. And he's telling 
everybody that will listen, he can't do that unless he cuts and cuts deeply. So it's very bizarre where we have ended up and as I said, quite unprecedented. Uh, we are going to be talking about this uh, again a little bit later in the show. Tony O'Brien will be with me, the former Director General of the HSE, because Robert Watt, um, who is uh, the boss in the Department of Health, uh, as well as David mentioned uh, before the Directors Committee today, talking about uh, different problems, about infrastructural deficits, about issues around consultants' contracts and about technology. And I had to Google it to find out. 2005, if you're wondering when I say technology, when PPARS was the technology that was going to solve all these problems in the health system. It was 18 years ago. So we will cross that two-decade threshold before we have the technology we need up and running. It is remarkable for all the wrong reasons. Uh, David Colnan, Sinn Féin Health Spokesperson. David, thank you uh, for joining us here in uh, studio. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.